Hi, good afternoon, listeners. Today is the fifth episode of the podcast Future Technology Talk. And today it's all about Microsoft Dynamics 365 Finance and Operations. And as my guest, I have Lennart Thomas. He is the Microsoft Dynamics lead for Gemini in the area of finance and operations. And uh, I'm very happy to have him in my podcast for today. Thank you. Lennart, how are you? I'm doing very well. Glad to be here on my first podcast ever. I think we can shorten it to Microsoft Dynamics. The full name is Microsoft Dynamics 365 Finance and Operations, referring to the ERP uh, package. Gotten quite used to uh, using the shorter name and just Microsoft Dynamics. Let's stick to uh, Microsoft Dynamics. And for those of the people who are tuning in, and don't know what Microsoft Dynamics can bring, uh, what does it bring to, to clients? Well, Microsoft Dynamics brings a full suite of functionalities and applications. Microsoft Dynamics Finance Operations, ERP package, but it's part of a larger application landscape. Um, within ERP specifically, it offers your basic finance, uh, all the uh, accounts. It offers supply chain management, uh, human resources, project operations, uh, commerce focused on retail processes. So just within the Microsoft Dynamics Finance and Operations, we uh, it entails the entire ERP. As it's a Microsoft product, it is part of the Microsoft ecosystem. So it integrates natively with Microsoft Dynamics CRM with a lot of CRM uh, functionalities. Of course, it's built on Azure. In the directly connected with uh, with the Power Apps, you can think of Power BI. It runs on Azure and it's, it makes use of all the existing functionalities, uh, both in the back and the front end, uh, that is given by Microsoft already. It's just that what we offer here, really the ERP side of things, really you have your primary process, uh, you can think of purchasing, uh, production, logistics, uh, warehousing, sales, all within all those familiar to us ERP processes is being offered by Microsoft Dynamics uh, as well. Well, quite a full package with a lot of options. Maybe it's a nice start to first look at the background of Dynamics. Uh, what's the history behind Microsoft Dynamics and how did it evolve to such a diverse uh, package with a lot of different modules? Well, you, you know that my, Microsoft has already always produced business-focused applications. Of course, think of Outlook, right now with OneDrive. Microsoft is, is, is used to creating applications focused on business. What they've done with, with specifically for us, with Dynamics, uh, the predecessor is called Dynamics AX. They've had these 10 years in development, continued rollout of versions. You have to see Dynamics AX was a on-premise uh, system being used a lot in specific industries. So third parties have been creating uh, certain industry templates using Dynamics AX. And you see a bit of a shift of Microsoft focusing and moving everything to a digital core, building directly on the in the cloud, uh, really trying to, uh, to push the, the public cloud there that they of course have Azure uh, infrastructure. They are, the so the predecessor Dynamics AX is reaching its end of life. And the support is already passed, I believe. So what I've been trying to focus on in the last, let's say, five years is trying to combine the functionalities to trying to create a more harmonized and unified solution. And they're using that uh, for that. They, they've created Microsoft Dynamics 
finance and operations. It's, in terms of history, it's what you've seen more in the market. It's, it's companies going from on-premise, moving them towards the cloud and Microsoft Dynamics. Microsoft has a lot of experience and history working with the cloud, of course, so and a lot of uh, expertise. So you see the same shift as in the market, the SAP or Oracle. You've seen the same, basically the same timeline as the others. Yeah, so, so clients can more and more rely on the full stack of Microsoft. Instead of that, they need to go for a best of breed solution. Yeah, so both things there. Uh, one, yes, you can make use of all the Microsoft uh, applications that already exist, like, like Word, like uh, Excel, OneDrive, uh, Power BI, all those applications that we're already familiar with. Those integrate rather easily with Dynamics. On the other hand, you can still use, this is a bit of a, a strategy from Microsoft as well, is to still use best of all worlds. That means that Microsoft with FNO are offering a very stable and hardly functional core uh, in terms of functionalities in your ERP. Mm -hmm. uh, however, certain specialties like uh, advanced, very advanced warehousing, specific purchasing, and, uh, maybe some more enhanced uh, uh, supply chain planning, those aren't yet part of the entire solution. And the, the good thing what Microsoft does is they're very um, easy and effective to, to integrate with, very open uh, architecture there. Um, so we actually use a lot of best of all worlds. There are certain ISVs that have very special locations. Mm -hmm. You can integrate it easily with your core and therefore get all the functionalities exactly as you would like them and always at the highest level. Okay, thanks. And uh, when you look at the digital core, which you mentioned for Microsoft Dynamics, um, how does it relate to the digital transformation? I think in line with what Microsoft does, in the same, it's, it, in the sense that it's it's a data first. So they're very much focused on getting accurate, real-time data availability, which allows clients in their digital transformation to use the business data, uh, the intelligence data of the organization to quickly, effectively bring those together uh, and allow quick decision making based on uh, real-time information. So you can uh, rely on the best data to make the yeah. right decisions. And besides that, of course, Dynamics is, is very much prepared and already uh, enables new technologies such as IoT, machine learning. Uh, Microsoft has its equivalent of ChatGPT by now. So the yeah the application stack enables uh, any uh, new technologies as well. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. And what does it mean for a consultant to work with Dynamics? What does it mean to you? The ease of use. So everything is very intuitive in terms of the UI design. If you start your journey with Microsoft Dynamics, you try to start with your learning process. So Microsoft has on MicrosoftLearn.com has all the available trainings, freely accessible to anyone. A lot of people are already used to the user interface of Microsoft products. That helps a lot. Microsoft has been doing this for a very long time. They already have the Power Platform. They have their uh, infrastructure with, with Azure. So you do notice that Microsoft has a lot of experience building local, local platform, customization, any apps that you would like to create, maybe even apps that so you can access everything through your mobile, certain uh, functionalities, everything can be built on the local, local platform. How can you make sure that you guide the client to the best 
their organization needs the, yeah. the platform? Well, you see a shift a bit now in the market. Before, it used to be the system adapting to the customer's processes. Yeah. And lately, you pick uh, systems are saying, no, let the, the customer adapt its best practice processes. Yeah. Microsoft still has that as well. Of course, there's a lot of best practices in the applications already. However, there are certain, I think there's flexibility, yeah. uh, especially when using the Power Apps. So there's flexibility there. So what you still do, as you would expect, is either through Microsoft's own project methodology or a Gemini version, you still go look at the client. It's a it's a business transformation process. So yeah. you look at what processes are there, you take in that information, you do really have to look at okay, what is the strategic gain there on you. I would say you lay the puzzle. You look at what functionality, best practice functionality is available in the system, and there you have to tweak and design entire architecture around. That does mean in certain situations there will be adapting towards the ERP system for efficiency and dignity sure, yeah. with all the options and customization options that the system has. You can always bend and create a bit more and, and work on the unique strengthen the, the value proposition of the client. Yeah. So not make every company identical no. in the existing best practices, but they're able to utilize the unique value of the client. Yeah. 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 So in principle, stick to the best practices, but exceptions for particular clients with the advanced extensions. Yeah. Yeah. That, that should be uh, considered yeah. as well. Yeah, if a client would like to focus more on a certain certain market aspect, of course, it's a very flexible system. You can, it's it's very agile as well, but as rigid as you would expect. Um, so yeah, depending on the market or the certain specific processes that the client has, you can look at, uh, perhaps look at an ISV to enhance certain uh, functionalities, or create um, certain functionalities on your own and make it part of the logic in the application in general why should clients prefer microsoft dynamics or in what situations should they prefer microsoft dynamics over other erp packages in general first of all i would say it depends on the client there are certain clients that should or should not use both sap or microsoft dynamics if you look at the the very largest in the, the fortune 500 companies Enormous and complex manufacturing and enormous supply chains aren't, I think, fit better with the SAP solution. SAP is a bit more developed there, is offers a broader set of functionalities and capabilities. I don't think that that's currently a specific focus for Microsoft Dynamics. No. Um, however, if you look the clients just below that, revenue of a few billion, usually operating using the private market and operating on all countries, they can very well use Microsoft Dynamics. You, you already touched the many options you have also in customizing Microsoft Dynamics uh, to what you as a client wants. Too much uh, customization it could also be one of the pitfalls, I think, of doing an implementation. Yes, Microsoft and what, what has happened in the past with Microsoft Dynamics is that it's very template-led industry. So a lot of independent software companies, they take the Microsoft products, the Microsoft Dynamics product, 
and they configure it in a template of their design and sell it as a certain industry template. It can be an industry like Medicare, say pharmacy, or the utilities uh, companies. So they're, they're, those get templates made only for them. And there are some, some downfalls to that, specifically because uh, there's no flexibility in choosing your, uh, your software supplier. But with the switch to Microsoft Dynamics Finance and Operations, uh, everything is more unionized and a lot of the functionalities are more pushed into that core. So you can avoid far more the, uh, the creation of templates for every industry. You look at the more design, which is more generic, um, you keep those standards and ERP functionalities such as finance, purchasing that basically every company uses, yeah. uh, you keep those in the core and from there on you can and you will do some customizations, but you do that completely separate from the environment and you always make sure that the core runs smoothly. The useful thing about working with the within the cloud is that you can also have a very easily get a full view of your environment and you will always know exactly what the, the full scope of your, your operation is. I was about to ask you how you could solve uh, this pitfall, but you already tackled. <laughs> and now that Capgemini is stepped into and focuses more on implementing Microsoft Dynamics, we would like to utilize our long-standing knowledge and experience on projects, on IT implementations, on ERP implementations specifically, bring that level of implementation to a higher standard, which means usually you need less. Uh, we focus on moving as much as possible towards the core and use customizations. And how are the developments that countries in the Nordics or in, in Europe so rely on the knowledge of Capgemini colleagues in other countries uh, in the field oh, yeah. of microdynamics? Yeah, and that's within Europe, Capgemini Sweden, Capgemini UK, Capgemini Italy, grown exponentially. There are specifically the Microsoft Dynamics Finance and Operations Practices. I won't name clients, but they've been doing very well, so to say. And so there's a lot of experience there as well. They have created their own project methodology, has been very successful. And right now it, it's a matter of standardizing things across the group. On the other hand, Microsoft, uh, uh, if you look beyond Europe, um, even in, in far away in Australia and New Zealand, uh, Capgemini there even purchased the whole uh, third-party company, Pyrek, which is focused mostly, well, specifically on Microsoft, but for a large part also on Microsoft Dynamics. So besides building our own comp uh, capabilities, we're able to offer our clients more expertise and more capabilities of Microsoft. And I wouldn't forget, the, of course, the India hub that we, uh, that we can use. But of course, there are uh, a lot of experience in projects, uh, capabilities and knowledge on this system as well. How is the collaboration between Microsoft and uh, Capgemini in general? Microsoft Dynamics isn't the only thing we do. Uh, Mike, uh, Capgemini, specifically the Netherlands, uh, is already very experienced and it works a long time with uh, other Microsoft products, of course with Azure, uh, with Office 365 applications. So we can utilize, we already have an established relationship with Microsoft, and in this case, Microsoft in the Netherlands. The only thing that we're doing now is expanding on that relationship. We are a gold partner on group level, already have a warm relationship with Microsoft. Microsoft, uh, yeah. they recognize us as a, as a preferred supplier. 
we have been using a lot of the products as well and and we do really have to uh, approach this together in the end to offer clients a, a more smooth um, high quality well, we, we did look to what the solution can bring some pitfalls were touched uh, what kind of trainings you could do as a consultant um, some background about the history of dynamics i do urge everyone to take the training well, let's do it mb 920 it's it's freely available on the uh, microsoft learn there usually you move to mb 300 for people it's very interesting to get a view a bit a more um, a glance a glance on what the uh, the application is and and how it's, uh, it approaches the the client's uh, processes okay and to not just look back or look at the situation as is but what is your dream with microsoft dynamics in the future continue growing the way that we do now my idea is to really build a, a global powerhouse i would say uh, really connect the dots on a global scale in terms of delivery capabilities connect uh, get both offshore and nearshore assisting our, our clients in the digital transformation and for me, mostly, it's also a part of awareness. Uh, I do have a feeling that a lot of within the market, or especially also within the, uh, the larger companies, the opportunities that Microsoft Dynamics offers is a, is a bit less known. So I would like to continue and, and show the world there is a good alternative to, our, to an SAP, to an Oracle, to show them the ease of use, full functionalities that it offers, and utilize this this application, ERP system, yeah, to help our clients move into a, into the digital age, which we're already in, and bring them and uh, fulfill their, their digital transformation. If it sounds like a reliable partner, as Microsoft is, with Gemini having strong expertise internationally and growing in the Netherlands in their capability as well. A complete story. I've run through all my hmm. questions anything to add to uh, conclude this podcast for people that are new to microsoft dynamics uh, look into it see what the what what the solution offers if people know me reach out to me if you don't know me also try to reach out to me happy to uh, to inform you more the only thing i still need to do is to thank you leonard because i think you have drawn a nice picture of microsoft dynamics finance and operations at least uh, learned also a lot of new things, which I also hope the listeners did. Thank you for now. We will conclude this podcast, <clears throat> this episode. And when you have completed your dream, completed your dream partially, I would like to have you back to hear about the latest developments. I'll be back shortly. Thank you, Joost. Perfect. Thanks, Leonard. <laughs>